Hello and welcome to the DeFi Daily, a 10 minute or less DeFi and crypto update. I'm Amy here with Pat and today is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. Oof. 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 <laughs> markets. Why? Why you gotta be like this, markets? Um, markets are just way off. I mean, oh my God, Bitcoin is down to $42,000 off what's gotta be uh five per five six seven and a half percent sorry i don't have i have it from like last night but i mean over like basically sunday night start uh, the markets start dumping and boy we are in bad shape so uh ethereum's off from 30 from the high of thirty six thousand down or 3600 down to twenty two thousand nine hundred eighty nine. so we under we are under three thousand on ethereum cardano is down two and a half percent to two dollars uh, Binance is down two percent to three sixty four. Ripple is down below a dollar at ninety two cents. Solana is way off. Solana is down uh, almost forty dollars off its high to one hundred thirty six dollars. Polkadot off five percent down to twenty eight dollars. I mean, everyone Doge Doge off a percent down to twenty one cents. Uni off oh gosh fourteen dollars from the last couple of days down to twenty dollars. Um, everyone is taking a beating. It is uh, it, it was a bloodbath out there, people. A bloodbath. <laughs> wow. The DeFi Daily is sponsored by Bitwave. Bitwave is a digital asset management platform for businesses that does bookkeeping, accounting, tax tracking for crypto and for DeFi. So check them out online at bitwave.io or on Twitter at Bitwave Platform. So, okay, well, we we just talked about it, but up first, Pat, the markets crashed. What happened? Well, the high level of theory here is that, there, so there's a, there's a Chinese firm Evergrande, Evergrande, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's it's spelled Evergrande, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Evergrande, which is a uh, real estate investment firm out of China. They hold $300 billion of debt, uh, $80 billion, Was it $80 billion or $80 million? I mean, it was, some, it was some massive amount of money was coming due, and they were essentially defaulting on it. And so the uh, so that that caused massive ripples across all of the markets. Now, the reason this hit uh, crypto is sort of twofold. So the first is that I was trying to explain. Someone asked me like Pat, like I thought. So actually, so a couple. There's three things here I want to talk about. First of all, someone wrote in an article yesterday on Forbes that uh, I think I got quoted in the article. But as part of the article, they said, you know, generally when markets are down, crypto goes up. They actually they actually made the assertion in Forbes that Bitcoin, that crypto markets and traditional financial markets are actually de decoupling, which. I've been saying that for a long time, but like, what the hell do I matter? Like, I'm just this dude with a podcast. No one gives a crap what I say. But to have a, a Forbes reporter actually say that means something. So that's that was the first thing. That's super, super interesting. The second thing that, that came up was, um, you know, so so essentially when people ask me this, like, Pat, like, why would, why would financial markets going down affect crypto, especially because crypto is somewhat designed to be to be anti-correlated. Like, it's designed to to go up when when financial markets go down. Um, and, and there's a couple of reasons. First of all, is that the, the way the world works right now is that crypto tends to be, if you think about your portfolio and, and your portfolio in terms of risk, the, you know, you, the, the tip of the risk pyramid, the, the most risky assets that you're holding kind of the least of tends to be crypto for a lot of people. Like the, you know, crypto is the, is the tip of the risk pyramid. So when when they are getting margin called, when all of their securities are dumping, when like the markets are going down and they're scared about you know their kids going to college, one of the first things they're going to sell is crypto. That's just it's just it has nothing to do with crypto itself. It has to do with crypto as a risky asset that they are holding that they are going to dump as one of the first assets they need to dump in order to you know mar, you know cover margin calls or whatever it is. 
So, so that's one of the reasons you see corollary, correlation between the markets, especially on heavy moving days. On, on like light moving days, not as much. But on heavy moving days, one of the reasons is, is because it is the tip of that risk profile. Third, <clears throat> for people that are deep into crypto, uh, a lot of people deep into crypto do not like Tether. Like, I don't need to, like, that's not like, that's, that's a very non-con, uh, that's a very, very non-confrontational uh, uh, or uh, every, I think everyone would agree with that. So on, uh, for people that, that don't like Tether, uh, Tether, one of the reasons people don't like Tether is that people don't fully think Tether is actually backed by by the money that they say it is. And so one, and, and Tether's essentially come out and admitted this. Like they they do not hold bank accounts where there's like, I don't know, 18 billion Tether out there. They do not hold 18 billion USD in bank accounts spread around the world. What they say they do is they hold $18 billion worth of USD paper, commercial paper, uh, debt, bonds. Like they basically say they have a basket of, they basically say they have a basket of currency that sort of means that they are in fact backed and that they could in fact uh, uh, basically satisfy all their loans that they had to. So they could satisfy all tether if they had to. I don't really believe that, but let's pretend that it's true. One of the things that they are heavily overexposed to is Chinese paper. So the the argument goes that as Evergrande, or Evergrande, Evergrande, I don't know, as Evergrande uh, goes into into bankruptcy and potentially defaults, and the Chinese government is letting it happen, that there's going to be a contagion effect, and that Chinese paper across the board will will be impacted. So it's very similar to Lehman failing in the U.S. Uh, or or uh, Goldman Sachs almost failing. You know, there's going to be a contagion effect that essentially starts to to pull down the Chinese markets. And for someone who's and for Tether who is way overexposed. You know, it's kind of the analogy. The analogy back to the U.S. Uh, financial, the 2008 financial crisis, is is apt because it is a, you know, if you are backing 18 billion dollars, you're supposed to have it one to one backed with USD. But you go into some sort of diversification, you know, posture in order to make money, which they are. I mean, that's kind of how I interpret it. They they basically they're making their money by managing 18 billion dollars of you know money underneath it, and then doing trading and stuff like that with that with that money. It needs to be very, very low risk. Like they should be making less than one percent on that, you know, to keep it as low risk as possible. And it's possible that they they did a risk analysis and they legitimately thought that Chinese paper was, you know, was a very, very and like Evergrande in particular was a was a triple A kind of rated thing and very, very low risk. And uh, it's possible that that is not the situation. And so, completely kind of out of their own control, they they have exposed they've exposed a pretty. Uh, glaring deficit in, in kind of the uh, the stablecoin market. So, anyways, that's so for people who are deep in the markets, uh, that's kind of one of the other points here is that is that Tether's overexposure to to Chinese paper means that a contagion effect in, in Chinese paper can basically bring down Tether. If Tether went to zero, uh, you know, the crypto markets is two is two trillion dollars now. Tether is I should I should double check this so I'm saying the numbers right. Um, Tether's market cap is let's just be. Tether's market cap is $68 billion. So, you know, worst case scenario, if Tether really did crash to zero, I mean, it would it would be bad, but it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't destroy the markets. It would wipe out quite a bit of, of uh, trust in the markets. It'd wipe out quite a bit of uh, value, but it would not, it would not like destroy the market. So anyways, that's, that's kind of where it sits is, is a confluence of, you know, contagion effect across the US markets from the Chinese paper. Uh, and then people worried about Tether. And then, and then just generally, you know, people selling crypto. All right. And then now Binance. 
Yeah. So then the other thing that came in the news yesterday amidst all that. So a couple of things happened yesterday. Um, there's rumors that someone got served papers at mainnet. I don't know who it was, but I think it might've been someone at Binance. I could be wrong about this, but like there's rumors that someone got off to do their talk at at mainnet. They got off at the top of the escalator and then, uh, and got served papers by the SEC. That sucks. Um, Binance also, it came out that is being, Binance is being investigated for insider trading. So essentially someone was this, we, we heard about this last week at OpenSea. It's exactly the same thing. Someone, well, it's a little bit different. Let me rephrase that. It's more like the Melvin Capital thing from the Wall Street Bets days. But essentially, someone was using insider information to front run markets, to to route to to, to route markets uh, accurately. They were mining mining insider insider uh, uh, customer data. It's all kind of up in the air right now. But like, I believe it. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like people, like no one. I don't even think anyone was defending Binance. Like Binance is defending themselves. Like we have very strong controls. Like what the? What are you talking about? You don't have controls over anything. Like you are obviously. So uh, yeah, I believe that someone was 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 doing this. Like I mean, there it's it's a pretty cheap marketplace. Like you got to find as a you got to find different ways to make money on these things. And and you know, doing insider trading is one great way to make money on this. So I totally believe it. They they deny any wrongdoing, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for today. You can follow us on Twitter at the DeFi Daily. Thanks All right. for listening. All right. Have a good one.